0: Comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Child's and one. Cal up top. Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three.
1: He dropped it. He was back. Well, Watson and a foul. This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball.
0: Round one to San Diego State. And this is the Aztec Breakdown podcast. I'm your host Austin Bolton, and co-hosting with me today is my wife Carly House Bolton for another edition of Mister and Mrs. Aztec. You can follow us on Twitter at it's Austin Bolton and Car Car McGee. You can also follow the show and our fearless leader Trone at Aztec Breakdown. Also, don't forget to rate, like, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And then just also before we get started today, I just personally wanted to give a quick plug for the Mesa Foundation. It is our men's and women's basketball NIL collective, name, image, and likeness. They provide NIL payments in coordination with participation in philanthropic events across San Diego. And, you know, they have different membership tiers or you can donate, you know, whatever you can through a custom donation amount. You know, every little bit obviously counts. And, you know, this has... Significant benefits for both the players and the greater San Diego community, but also, you know, selfishly, we want this to be successful, so it's a competitive advantage when we're recruiting players. So go check out their website at mesafoundationsd.org, and um, you know, just like getting to the game early on Friday, I would never ask you all to do something I wouldn't do, so I personally just made my first donation to the Mesa Foundation before we started recording today. So go check it out. It really does make a difference in this new landscape of college sports, and uh, I just, you know, really uh, hope you guys get involved. So, with that being said, Carly, how, how are we feeling today?
1: Fantastic, inspired, inspired. wonderful. Nice. It's all good.
0: Was that was that inspiring to go to go and do that?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that too.
0: <laughs> that too. Oh.
1: I mean, you know. I'm just riding the high. I mean, we won Friday night. We're recording Sunday morning. I think, um, man, it feels good to be a winner.
0: It always feels good to be a winner. That's you know the best part about sports is winning.
1: <laughs> the Bolton household is very competitive, so uh, we certainly enjoy coming off a monumental win. That, that was, was huge.
0: So fun! That was such a fun game. Just like taking it to them, especially after last year. Was Not just, the
1: result I expected. No, I, I really am still kind of like, wait, what?
0: When we were down six to two early, I was like, all right, this is still going to be a dogfight, and then it and then it wasn't. So then
1: it wasn't.
0: with that being said, the Aztecs beat Boise state 72 to 52 Carly. What is your headline?
1: Aztecs lock in to beat Boise. And, and I'm just referencing that lock in because that's what I called for in the preview, you know, kind of going back to that Matt Mitchell vibes of really just fearsome defense um, and just really focused and intense play. And it's exactly what they brought to the table.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later, but just everything that was surrounding this game from like the players' perspective of mm-hmm. them just like, you know, taking some per- personal accountability for what's going on here and just, you know, making making their own destiny kind of deal. Um I think it was I think it was just a really great showing and you know, they're going to need another inspired performance on Wednesday against Utah State. So,
1: Can, can I have one more headline? Sure. Because I, I kind of forgot. Yep. My headline was supposed to be, Nathan is still here, <laughs> which is a direct quote from the one and only Nathan Mensa and the statement that he wanted to make in this game. And just, you know, we'll get into his stats, but what... What a game from him. You know,
0: it, it's so funny. You, we've all heard about how introspective of a guy he is. Like how he took so long. He, it took when he w- was recruited. It took him a while to make a decision. They kind of waited him out. They did the same thing uh, this off season if he was going to decide to come back. And he's just you can just tell the guy's a deep thinker. And like the the team meeting really, you know, really inst- made him think about what he has been doing this season. And I don't think he's necessarily been horrible or by any means. Like I think he's been. You know, kind of the same Nathan, Menza, but he didn't think so. And for him to just come out so inspired in this game and just, it was just amazing to see. So I like it. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that he can just harness that because that's the Nathan Mensa we need for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, what's your headline? My headline is on to the next one. Um, mm-hmm. As good as this feels, and it feels really good. It's, you know, it's time to move on to the next game. Like it's the, it's the exact opposite of the Nevada game, right? Where we just needed to move on ASAP to be ready for Boise. I mean, we're kind of in the same boat here where we have to move on from the Boise high mm-hmm. and then move on to Utah State because that is just as, you know, that's also just as big of a game. Like it's not quite, I would call the must win territory that Boise was approaching, but like this is a big game on the road. They are one game behind us in the standings. That's right, right. Yep, they're one game behind us in the standings. And it's, you know, we just, it's that NBA mentality, move on to the next game, because this game really, in reality, is just as important as the last one, Um, albeit it's on the road, so there's a little bit more wiggle room to, like, technically lose it. But we need to pick off, you know, as Dutch has said a bunch of times, we need to pick off one of Utah State, New Mexico, or Boise to make up for the loss against New Mexico. So, you know, we it's... What better time than now to, to pick that up and just on to the next one? Yeah. So yeah,
1: that's a great point.
0: Okay, so moving on, what what was your favorite play of the game?
1: There's just a lot. There's so many fantastic moments from that game. Um, but you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the tone setter, which to me was establishing early dominance on their backup point guard, where Lamont Butler had a steal and a dunk for our first two points of the game, and I was just like, huh. Okay. I, I just loved it. I mean, I think that, you know, there was a little back and forth until we kind of had that, that big run, um, a little way into the first half, but I love that from Lamont. I love seeing him dunk and not lay up there. And it just, to me was a tone setter.
0: He just is so crafty on defense, the way he kind of slithered that steal, like he just mm-hmm. kind of, he just kind of denied the ball and just kind of took, just took it away from him and just got the dunk. It was, it was definitely a good tone setter, you know, <laughs> We've had it back in the day where you do the clapping until they score a bucket. It's been nice not having to stand for the first four minutes of the <laughs> game. And they've, they've they've definitely got out to better starts of recent. And uh, what a great start by Lamont um, at the beginning of the game. So
1: I'll let you do yours, but then I just maybe have one more that I want to say.
0: There are definitely a ton of honorable mentions here. There's yes. a lot of great plays. Like um, There are a ton. I think... I think my favorite is Adams Deep Three.
1: Okay, good. I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up if you didn't.
0: I that was I didn't realize. So we sit behind that basket. So we're behind. We we sit in section U, and so we're behind. The guys, when they're shooting towards the show, and we couldn't see how deep it was. And then we rewatched it on TV. Or it was also all over social media, but we rewatched it on TV, and Casey Jacobson just gasped at how deep it was. He was just like, oh, like he made some Whoa. funny noise. And that thing was deep. And that was, it was electric when he made that. I couldn't believe that he just ripped that thing, and it was beautiful. Loved to see that from Adam Seiko.
1: The best part of that play for me was the communication between Seiko oh, and Lamont. You're right. To call for that play, yeah. And, it, and again, it was something we only saw on TV when we rewatched the game. We didn't notice it live, but as they're coming down the court, you can see Seiko say something to Lamont and
0: points and he pointed point. at the spot.
1: Yep. And, and right then they just and he,
0: and he just flipped the ball back and he said a little like kind of half. Close, like kind of a half box out just to create some space for, for Adam. And it was, it was beautifully done in transition. It was, it was a really nice transition play. And I thought the, actually the Aztecs were fantastic in transition all night. Uh, but that was one of the, that was really nice play. What are, what are your, some honorable, there was a lot of good ones. What are your, some of your honorable mentions?
1: I mean, let's talk about our guy. Ag oh the three ag's three which I I certainly don't want him taking all of the time but in that moment up big they were you know they were playing off him and he just was like let me show you what I got and, and that was just a fun moment for a great guy who in a lot of ways I think inspired this intensity uh, for this game and so uh, you know I, I love that moment for him love the Elijah Saunders dunk was like a good one. Getting him in the game, I, you know, I love to to see those guys get a little run, and and you could tell the bench was super hyped for him when he scored. He missed a pretty open three opportunity also in the game, which was a bummer because that would all have been electric. But
0: No, um, those were all good. I mean, also, um, a, AG had a nice little, like, dream shake in the post mm, where mm-hmm. the dream shake was made famous by Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem the Dream, where basically what you do is you just give a fake on one side, and then you just – Go to you go to the other side as a it's like a counter move, but it was beautiful. He got the guy to jump so hard on that it was it was I reposted it on my Twitter. It is a thing of beauty. But um, you know KJ had three I think he had three alley oops like Mensa with the buzzer beater at halftime. Oh
1: that was great yeah. He had a
0: beautiful his left hook that left hook that he was so de- determined is the bad word but he was just so confident in that over his right shoulder left hook. You know, that was on. I mean, he only had four baskets, which is crazy, but like he, you know, there's a bunch of good blocks in that. I mean, there's so, there were so many good plays in this game. It's really hard to just pick one.
1: Yeah. One of the KJ dunks was awesome. Because, and they called it out on the broadcast, too. There was like two dribbles to go full court. It was like Lamont dribble once, pass to court to half court to Trammell who dribbled once and passed it all the way down to the yeah. shot. And, and no. it was just, they were clicking on all cylinders. That's, that's what I'm
0: talking about. Like the transition offense, mm-hmm. like their outlet passes and they're just like forward looking passes, like just to get the ball up in two dribbles. I mean, the, the transition offense did not look that good in the beginning of the season. And like that really showed also the 10 seconds. That was another good. I should oh, that. And yeah. they got the 10 seconds. That was pretty awesome. I haven't seen a 10 seconds in forever. Um, you know, poor Jace Whiting, the guy that played for Marcus Shaver. Oh, no, that guy did not have a nice time on friday night. that That poor guy just was thrown into the mixer.
1: It looked like Lamont was running just like practice drills around him. And he was just like a cone,
0: yeah. it was it was I felt bad. But he's t- he's a twenty year old but freshman, so I don't feel so that bad. bad. He's he's the two year mission guy, like one of. The, and I never feel bad for oh, they're a freshman. He's twenty years old. Like give me a break. I digress. But anyways, um, I
1: thought Jaden had some great moments too. He did. He had a know, nice hook.
0: That three he took was really nice coming out of his hands. I thought we would see more of that out of him this year. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked really good. It was like halfway down, but he. You know, he also had some really nice defensive plays where he was kind of out on the he perimeter. Was he is definitely coming into his own on this team and he again, he's put another really nice game together. Um I don't know. Should we just rip down the box score real quick here? Oh, player of the game. Let's do player of the game first. And can
1: I have one more play? Yeah, yeah, one more. Um, It was either I think it was Dagenhart missed, like airballed a three late in the game, and Adam Seiko just Uh, gave him a thumbs down. Seiko,
0: that that was Max Rice, Um, and he just like like I'm surprised he didn't get teed up, considering the manager (laughs) got teed up for doing the long distance phone call thing. True. um, When he was going to get the stats. I just love Seiko's
1: fire. Like you know, he he's not usually. The hype man, and he was trying to get the crowd into it. That thumbs oh. down was really just when they funny. teed up
0: the manager. He would. The crowd was booing, and he was like f- doing like louder motions at yeah. the crowd. It was so funny. I was dying.
1: <laughs> oh, great times. Do you
0: have any more? Play- I mean, we could go. I mean, there yeah, was so many yeah, yeah. I'll stop
1: now. I think everybody saw them. But they were. They were all. <laughs> it was fun. great. It I was loving great. it.
0: It was great. All right, player. Who's your player of the game?
1: All right. So, for reasons beyond the stat lines. I'm going with AG. And, you know, what we all heard kind of reported before the game in the previews that were written up, you know, Ziegler had it in his article. Uh, AG called for a closed-door player meeting after practice on Thursday and just kind of reset the team, you know. And they all sounded like they had kind of a real heart-to-heart and each talked about how they could refocus their energies and what they could contribute and how they could elevate. It's where Nathan kind of made this impassioned declaration that he could give more and was gonna and you know kudos to ag's leadership i mean we've said this about him all year but i think that moment and we've been calling for this a little bit is for someone to step up and kind of take this team by the reins and like help them all and channel this and gel
0: it around their personality yeah and and it seems like it's ag and there's a lot of adam seiko in there too i think i think there was that the press conference ish thing that they had after practice before Boise and only those two guys spoke and the, the fire that you could see in their answers, like that's some of the personality that's kind of showing through this team from like a leadership perspective. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, you know, I mean just AG AG is the soul of this team and he has been just so effective and so good. And he's, you know, I mean, he was, he was, he played 12 minutes and 33 seconds. He was plus 14 yeah, in 12 and a half minutes.
1: And he had seven points, including his three, um, you know, but he took another hard charge he had, and he just, he, I think he had, he had a block. great block. Um, I, I just, you know, he I love two, him. He had two blocks. Two blocks, nice. Uh, and I, I think taking that moment to get this team to gather their thoughts and refocus before this really tough stretch of important, important games, Um Made all the difference, so he gets my he gets my crown for the, he, the game.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it's I, I can't wait for senior night with oh, AG. Oh
1: no, I'm gonna be sobbing.
0: <laughs> he, you are. There's no there's there's no doubt about that in my mind. You will be you'll be sobbing.
1: I, I will say my AG jersey that I've been wearing to these games has been real lucky. Except and for, well, except for the
0: game he didn't play, but we'll we'll wa- we'll call yeah, that a wash. Because right, he didn't that doesn't play count.
1: So, anyways, I don't think I can wash it. Apologies to everyone. Anyways, it's gonna it's gonna continue All right.
0: In the sweet sixteen year of two thousand ten and eleven, I had a gray SDSU shirt I wore to every game and didn't wash until we lose it to BYU like twenty games in, and it was pretty gross. Oh
1: that is gross. <laughs> I didn't know about that before now, but anyways. Yeah,
0: well you don't know, I, right. I was dumb, I was twenty two.
1: Who's your player of the game? I'm uh, guessing it's obvious. I
0: mean it's it's obvious. It's Nathan Mensah. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean he was he had seventeen points, he had six rebounds, he drew ten fouls. Wow, he drew ten fouls.
1: I mean, and That's that crazy. was a game changer. Getting those fouls on Dagenhart early uh, in the game.
0: Yeah, I'm also very surprised. Like, because I guess this is me not doing enough homework on Boise State. Because I was just like looking at their Ken Palm stuff, like just looking directly at the numbers. I guess I didn't realize Dagenhart played center for them, mm-hmm. and that is much different than their like ranking of height. Because both Muhammad Silla and Lucas Milner are really tall guys. I think that kind of boosts their their height numbers. Yeah, we thought
1: length was gonna be an issue, right? But they they played pretty small. But they
0: played really small and then Dagenhardt, I mean, he picked up two fouls. They they rolled the dice because Shaver was out to, you know, just keep him in there and he picked up a charge like ninety seconds later. Um but he was fantastic. You know, Nathan was just fantastic. I mean, I really enjoyed his assertiveness and confidence on his little hook shots. Sometimes it it can be a little black hole-y when he gets the ball down low, and he's kind of has – like, he made his move. He was confident in his move, and it just – it looked good. Like, I wasn't worried about it. Um, and then the defense, I mean, that was just – that was just apex mountain Nathan Mensah on defense. That was as good as – that's as good as it, he is, he can be, and, like – if he can just keep that up and just continue that focus that he got from that team meeting. I mean, with him in the middle down there, he's just such a you know, he's he's he, the defense revolves around the center position it always has whether it was him or Skylar Spencer or whoever we had at center like it always kind of revolved around, you know, the big man in the middle getting blocks and stuff and if he plays like that, we're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. So,
1: can I say one one of my proudest things about Nathan? Sure. It was with 15 minutes and 47 seconds to go in the second half when Nathan Mensah got called for his first foul of the evening. So, uh, you know, the games he's been in foul trouble are the games we've lost pretty much. Uh, And for him to be able to find a way to play aggressive while not fouling was huge. Like that's the money right there. And I I, I took a, a picture of the clock when he got called for that foul because I was so astonished when they said his first and you know what maturity uh, does that show for him so.
0: yeah and it's going to be a huge factor in Utah state because again mm. there's there's always a little home cooking with the refs I mean that's just part of the game yeah and he's going to have to stay out of foul trouble in Logan yeah and I thought you know I think he can, I think I think there is he is he's found something and I just I you know I hope we see it again
1: yeah. Love Spe-
0: it. speaking of guys who has found something is Keyshad Johnson. Uh, yes. he was five for five in twenty two minutes, ten points, five boards. You know, he was again, he just the, he did a really great job. He guarded hard a good amount. I mean Mensa did too guard hard a good amount. Um, but so did Keyshad and just his ability to get out on the break, the way that they kind of ran a couple like staggered screen plays that kind of freed him for alley-oops because they wouldn't leave Bradley or Seiko and Seiko fed him on a good alley-oop. And so did, I know Tremel did as well. And, you know, he's just, get, he's just doing the things that he does really well. He's, he's just fo- kind of folk focusing on those and like really just playing his rear end off. And he's, you know, they're putting him in a position of the things he does well and he's, he's executing that. And it's, it's just great to see. Cause I, I, I love Kishad.
1: Same. I mean, he had a great little, um, Jaden had a good, a good look kind of at the free, uh, free throw line that was just a little bit off in the way he battled like the three Boise state guys. Uh, Keishad came down with the rebound, put it up and got called for the and one, unfortunately missed the free throw, but it was just like a testament again to the energy that he's bringing, uh, every game. So love he has that. been
0: fantastic. Like He could be all like on one of the all Mountain West teams. He's been so good, Mm, Um, which would be great for him. And just he's been just these last these last five games has been very, very good.
1: You know, it's funny. Like, yeah, I I keep thinking about those postgame stats and there's so many guys that are deserving right now. And the one I'm vying for still, though, is either Seiko or AG he has got to win sixth man of the year this year. I'm just going to I'm going to lobby for it. So campaign to come. Anything else in the box score? I thought Tremel had a fantastic game. I know, you know, his shooting is still a little bit off, but his defense was exceptional, and so was his assist-making. Yeah. He was playmaking, and that's how he's contributing when his shot's not falling, and I, th- I thought he had a great game.
0: No, team high, plus 18 in the plus-minus. He had seven assists, three turnovers. Um, during the game, I will not lie, I was not loving it. I, thought, I kept
1: telling you, he's playing you fantastic were, defense. You were, you
0: were right. You were spot on. We watched the, then we, we watched the game on TV when we came back home, and, like, my opinion completely changed of he hit he a really nice game. Like just the way he was distributing the ball, getting those alley-oops, the way he was, uh, you know, getting those passes up the court and the fast break, he was all over the place on defense. Like he really, he really did have a nice game. And I was, uh, just being short-sighted on the sh- shots, not going in, which is, it's way easier to do when you're there in person to focus. It's just harder to pay attention to everything than when you have kind of a bird's mm-hmm. eye TV view. And uh, just something I got to remember that there's more to the game than just shooting. And uh, Darian did had a really wonderful game, and so
1: the pressure that he and Lamont executed.
0: <laughs> on poor Jace, why he just yeah.
1: <laughs> it was awesome.
0: Um, Lamont was three of seven. Um, you know, he also had five assists. I mean, those guys, the way that they just played defense and then distributed the basketball, like it's it's a it's a really interesting kind of newer look for the Aztecs. And I, I really like how it's going. I think it's, I think it's been really good.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Any, let's see, you know, Matt Bradley didn't have his best game on offense, but he was still very active on defense. Um, Matt Bradley will find his shot. He's still, you know, one of those away games, that's where you really need the, you know, when things aren't going well, like he will put his thumbprint all over you know, one of these away games that, you know, and steal us one when he catches fire, I'm not worried about Matt Bradley at
1: all. Well, and until then, you know, it's crazy. We had him and Tremel both with zero points for a really long stretch, and we were still dominating. But it was because of how they were playing. You know, Matt Bradley, whether he's shooting well or not, has the reputation that means that defenders are going to stick with him. Yep. And that's really advantageous for us. And it's, that's what
0: freed up KJ on a couple of those. Adam was the same way, like you like think you just said, like, but... They're sticking out on them. They're putting bigger guys on him to guard. So it is freeing up some of our down low play. And it's, you know, it started in that comeback in Nevada, which unfortunately we still lost. But in this game as well, you know, just look at, just look at the fouls that the Aztecs drew. Just look at the number of dunks that they had. It's, you know, they're they're finding a way to exploit the defenders staying all the way out on our shooters that mm-hmm. we do have. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, Ledee had a great game too. He only played 17 minutes, but he was two for five, but he was five for six from the free throw line, which I thought was really great. His free throw shooting largely this year has been pretty good. He's got a nice shot. The I one you, he missed would have given him ten points, and I was rooting for that. But
0: between him and Nathan, they were fourteen of eighteen from the free throw line. Yeah. From our like two biggest guys, basically, like, and then and then Ag hit a three. <laughs> so like that's pretty odd. I mean, they were sixteen of twenty three from the line. That's that's pretty good. Um, but the fact that that Nathan and Jaden you know, got to the free throw line. So, I mean, just so effective of getting to the free throw line, drawing fouls when, when the refs are actually paying attention to Jaden, he draws a ton of fouls just like Nathan did. And I thought he did a really great job of imposing himself out there when he was, you know, in the game. And I thought he, he is, he is on the rise. He is playing very well. Um, I thought he was going to abuse Dagenhart, but Dagenhart didn't pick up his third foul and didn't really play, but Jaden is rising, and he is playing super-duper well right now.
1: Yep, love it.
0: Um, Anything else that sticks out to you here?
1: No, I mean, the subs got in at the end of the game. I was a little bummed that they didn't get more than one singular minute, especially since the last 30 seconds we just held the ball, um, you know, because the shot clock and game clock were were so close. But, you know, definitely didn't expect to see subs in this game against Boise, so that in itself is a win.
0: Everybody, you know, everybody thought this game was going to be a nail biter. I mean, look at the game last year. It was 42 to 37 or whatever. And then we had more points than that than the first half. (laughs) Um, Okay. So moving on to Homer and hater. So case you're new here, it's just a a rational thought that you have both positively and negatively about the game. And so um, Carly, go ahead and start with your Homer.
1: So my Homer this week is that if Marcus Shaver Jr. had played in this game, I don't think it would have changed the outcome. I don't know that we would have won by 20, but I think we still would have won. I mean, I just think that we were playing that well. It was not a fluke that we were executing our offense and locked in on defense. And, you know, I think maybe we would have had a 10 point win if he had played. But, like, if he's their leading rebounder, and and there's no way he was getting he was going to rebound against us like I that's just that's crazy you know,
0: that he averages six rebounds a game or I whatever
1: know. it is yeah he's six two I, I felt bad for the guy when they sh- they, they panned into his like facial expression before tip off and he looked miserable and you know no one ever roots for injury for these guys I hope I hope he gets better it'll be interesting to see what the timeline will look like the boot did not look good no. But, um, you know, I, I mean, think Nage's, Boise...
0: Najee Smith, too, like, that guy was not...
1: He uh, should not have played. That guy was hobbling up and down yeah. the court. I, I, that was pushing it, in my opinion, but...
0: It wouldn't have made a difference. The Aztecs were on a mission, and I totally agree with you, like, that Marcus Shaver would not have, especially if he was only at, like, 80% or whatever, yeah. like, would not have made a difference. The Aztecs were on a mission, and they they imposed themselves all over Boise in this game.
1: Yeah, a lot of the Boise fans and on Twitter, of course, and, you know... Had the roles been reversed, I may have been the same way, but they were, you know, kind of flaunting that is like the reason that they lost, but you know, a few of the more in the know people, you know, on the Boise side, you know, beat writers, et cetera, were kind of like, yeah, but also the Aztecs were dialed in yeah. and that's what I really wanted. Marcus
0: to Shaver on. was not a 20 point difference. Nope. Especially definitely. if he played – even if he was 100% healthy, I don't think he was a 20-point difference. And if he was at like 75%, he definitely wasn't a 20-point difference. So Yeah,
1: yeah. so that's my homer.
0: Okay. Well, you stole mine a minute ago, but I will stay on mine oh. for my homer. And that is that Gueco Rope should be first-team All-Mountain West. I don't care what his stats say. He's that important to this team. He's that much of a difference-maker in this league. And with Lamont Butler, those two guys should both – be on the first team, all Mountain West, and I may start. I may start just hashtagging it, and just saying first team for AG. I don't know. We'll we'll have to think of something, but and then also Adam Sako should be six man. I also agree with you. Adam Seiko should be the six man. I mean, he's been unbelievable off the bench. I mean, the way he hit those
1: threes, at, you know, the way he played against Utah State the first time. But the I mean, his, uh, Adam Seiko's in conference three point shooting is fifty eight percent.
0: It dipped a little because he was three for seven this game, so he's still he's still over fifty percent. But that is oh, freaking well, crazy.
1: Still, I really like that stat and I put it in my pocket. But I'm sorry, I stole that from you. But, but we're it, on the same page. That's a Ag great should call. be on the
0: first team in the Mountain West. And the writers in this league, other than Jeff Grammer and maybe Ziegler, probably will stat look a little too much at this stuff. But again, plus minus isn't everything. But like he is always above, way above. He played twelve minutes and was plus fourteen. Like that just shows like the engine, that just how much he is the engine of this team. And then Lamont's the one that stirs the drink. And he, like you said, that we've been all over, Lamont Butler is the most important player on this team. It's not even, it's not even a question, like just the way he plays defense when he gets minutes, when he doesn't get in foul trouble. I mean, those two guys should be locks for first team all Mountain West. I love it. Got to get it for AG. Let's start the PR campaign to get AG on there because he has just been so... Freaking good.
1: Yeah. I'd love to know what AG's like post-basketball aspirations are. I would love to see him on that coach's bench next year.
0: He could be like uh, the chaplain.
1: Oh. That would
0: be a good role for him. Be like an assistant, a graduate assistant that kind of, you know, he's the... uh, Jawan Howard used to be on the heat when he was an assistant coach where he, he just knew all those guys really well and just like was able to pump them up, like kind of be in in that kind of position where he learns to coach. I mean, if he wants to coach, I I, I don't
1: know, but that would be, I would love it. I'm be real sad when he graduates, but I digress.
0: I know. So moving on. To hater,
1: why don't you give a hater?
0: Why do not I give a hater? Okay, it's not fair that Dave Velasquez has the Jordan Three White Cements already. <laughs> I'm very upset about this, and I know that they have a Jordan deal, but I, I've had my eyes on these shoes since they announced they were coming out, and I saw him come out in them. And I, so, for those that don't know, that aren't like sneakerheads like uh, myself, and I've gotten Carly into it.
1: And Kyle, Kyle's a Kyle's,
0: Kyle's a sneaker, sneaker guy head? too. So Kyle's got some heat also. Um, the Jordan 3 White Cements are the shoes that Michael Jordan wore when he won the dunk contest jumping from the free throw line. Those are the shoes that, that he was wearing. And they're releasing them in March. And because the Nike sneakers app is a is a scam and because it's a rigged system where you have to go and like interact on their app.
1: It's an algorithm, it's, baby.
0: It's... I know you have the touch with the algorithm, and <laughs> I
1: get the shoes on the sneakers app. It's
0: it's honestly just so frustrated. She gets everything, and I get nothing. Well, so I'll get
1: them for you. I know,
0: but like, so I've been like really trying to get my algorithm numbers up to get these white cement, these uh, Jordan Three white cements. And there's Dave Velasquez just rolling out, and I was just like, "Are you like? I get it.
1: He's got a great shoe game. So, so he has Austin anybody, shoe game. He's the game if, rocks the Concord. But if anybody
0: is listening from the team like managed, like equipment room, like send your boy a pair.
1: I'll even pay me for them. <laughs>
0: Just like, you know, f- shameless plug, like send me some shoes. I want them. I will not resell them. I'll even wear them most of the time and not keep them in the box.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Anyways. That's fair. I That's digress. Fair.
1: You know, I, I'm riding your train because on on the scale of haters, that one was pretty light.
0: <laughs> it was pretty um,
1: light. I'm not giving you one this week. I'm gonna hate wow. on your hater. I can't <laughs> find it in me to come up with something negative to say after that game, you know, unless unless I'm saying mean things about Utah State because that's what's on the horizon. But That makes you a Homer. But that makes me a homer. So I'm just i'm I'm not playing this game. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this for the next couple of days, and then we're gonna lock in for Wednesday. And, yeah, I
0: will just say, just to add another hater, hey, FS1, I hope you guys enjoyed the game on TV like the rest of us. That was garbage that you couldn't be there for that game. Oh, yeah,
1: that is good. I know we've
0: complained about TV a fair amount on this show this season, but, like... It's
1: disrespectful. It's it's
0: so disrespectful. Those guys are in L.A. Those guys were in a studio in L.A. doing that game. They couldn't have drove to, like, Fox? Fox. News Corp, they're the richest like media organization in the world. Can't send two guys to San Diego for a night with a hundred dollar per diem to be there in person.
1: I mean, they were also talking about the Big East standings, like oh, with two minutes left in the first half and then most of halftime.
0: Their reluctance to actually talk about them out, like it, it just makes me, it's just so frustrating and like, just at least CBS Sports, which has its own set of warts. At least they talk about us and they yeah. know us. They've seen and, us play. And they and they can, They can. just don't say like, oh, like Matt, you know, like the same can of corn stuff that isn't always not necessarily true. Like once the season evolves, like, you know, Casey Jacobson is very good. I will give him that. But like just them not being there just sucked. Like this is so disrespectful to the Mountain West and like.
1: Yeah. I mean the game for first place this deep into the season in one of the best environments, like, come on. Yeah. All right. Well, we got two haters anyway.
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right, so moving on to a quick metrics update. So, the Aztecs are now 22 in Kenpom and 23 in the net. They did drop 3 spots between Friday and Saturday from from different games that happened. The one thing that's out there that we should be aware of is Nevada is at 34 in the net, and since our season series is done with them and they are they're behind us by one game in the standings, but if things go as they should and you know, we can keep that one game lead, like we need Nevada to win often and they need to win by a lot because if they can sneak back into the top 30 in the net then our home win against them will count as a quad one win so that's something to be um very much on the lookout for Utah State's in kind of the same position I think they're th- they are what are they they're 32 in the net so Utah State's kind of in the same position but you know we're hoping to set them back a little bit on Wednesday night but then Utah State will be kind of in the same boat as we need them to just kind of win out, and there will be two games behind us at that point if the Asics win on Wednesday. So, just two things to kind of think about when we're watching if you're watching Mountain West games, kind of just on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I kind of hate having to root for them, but I get it.
0: You know, but getting more two more quad one wins if they could get themselves in the top thirty in the net would be would be large. Yeah. So. All right. All right. So. All right, you want to kick off the Utah State preview, Carl?
1: Sure. So we're traveling to Logan. Dun dun dun. Utah State is currently sixteen and four, four and two in conference. No, that looks that's, old.
0: That's not right. Sorry. My bad. Austin. I, I'm sorry. I'm Come sorry. I'm sorry. That's this is the old one. No, they are uh 19 and 5 and okay. 8 and 3.
1: That sounds a little more accurate. I was like, this seems like a half season. I'm
0: sorry. All right, that was
1: probably accurate as of the last time we played them. But yeah,
0: I stole the same I stole the same preview. I just <laughs> copied over it. Sorry. That's my bad.
1: All right. Anyways, our Aztecs are at now number 27 in Ken Palm 26 in net Utah State is 40 in Ken Palm and as Austin mentioned a few minutes ago they are at 32 in the net the last matchup our Aztecs won 85 to 75 but we've lost three straight in Logan so this is a huge game I mean like we said earlier we got to pick up a road win here this might be the best place to do it we owe them one we we saw what uh, happens when a team beat us three times in a row which was the Boise last year thing so those, uh, we're ready to break this streak against them. Uh, Utah State's still number one in the country in three point percentage at 40.8. But uh, is that is that changing a little bit?
0: Nope, that is from this morning. Oh. 40, yeah, they're 39.6 in conference. And they're 40.8 overall still, and that's a. F- All
1: right. So they're shooting pretty lights out from three, but they also turn the ball over a ton. So I think that's something we can really exploit.
0: Yeah, they are dead last in turnover percentage in the Mountain West at 18.6 percent of their possessions. Oh, so
1: I like it. So what? What's your biggest concern about the Aggies seeing the Aggies again, Austin? Playing there, just <laughs> yeah, you know, the,
0: those guys, those guys just you know they play at another level there, and Ashworth is, plays well there. I mean, Funk... They hate
1: us also. They do
0: hate us. We um, hate them.
1: They hate us. It's fair.
0: You know, casual racism on Utah, Utah State's part. You know, whatever. Um, but, you know, Taylor Funk... Not their players, but their fans. Sorry, let's let's get this. Mm. But, um, you know, Taylor Funk played really well in Viejas. Um, I would expect him to play well again. Steven Ashworth did not play well in Viejas. I would expect him to be... Fired up and ready to go.
1: Feels like the Jared Lucas situation. Yes,
0: it does. Um, he's, you know, he gets those goes, those guys in a frenzy, um, and you know, I just, it's, it's worries You know, they are they are very very hard to play there, and they have a good coach. I I I don't mind their coach. I think their coach is pretty good, um, and they're going to be ready for us. They're going to be ready for us. And it's, you know, a huge game for them. They're one game behind us in the Mountain West standings. They want a quad one win they need is they're They're more on the bubble than the Aztecs are when it comes to the NCAA metrics. So they really need another Ken. What I'm sorry, quad one win. Um, and yeah, it's just, that's the biggest thing. Just if they get on a a run of hitting threes, you know, that's worrisome for the Aztecs.
1: Yeah. That was going to be my concern is really just there's th- the harnessing our defense to stop their three point shooting. I mean, that percentage is super high. If we could hold them to like closer to 30, I think that would be really helpful. Um, you know, and we just got to keep our legs. The intensity of our defense is, is helped by our long bench, but when we're traveling to altitude, there's always that concern. So I think a lot of people were hyped at the pressure that we saw against Boise that really set the tone for that game. You know, yes, I think that's in our pocket, but we have to be mindful that playing at altitude is harder. Um,
0: yeah. I, I, yes, I know. I, I just, I personally, I'm a little tired of just hearing about the altitude. I know it's a thing and I know that we play for it, but just, just like every game it comes up and it's just like, we just got to play through it. Yeah. The, well, I think
1: the good thing is our guys got two days off that they, they got yes. yesterday and today off. So they're going to rest their legs and, and Utah and state that's did, what did it will play last night. Combat.
0: And Utah state did play last night. So they yeah, had a they day had a less of rest. Game. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's just it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dogfight, and we the, the, the key is the turnovers. If we can turn over them at you know at their normal rate or more, then we can get on the fast break and really get po- easy points, and then set up our defense to suffocate them. Um, I think that would be a pretty big key. Um, but kind of going from there, um, what's you know reasons? What's your reasons for optimism?
1: I mean, I think just if we can play the way we played against Boise, it's going to be hard for anyone to beat us, home or road. I mean, we just were firing on all cylinders. I think the other thing that I was really kind of focusing on is, you know, our last game against Utah State was when Seiko went off, like went off. So if Utah State is prepping for this game based on that prior experience, that's going to be a huge focus for them is to to shut him down. But what we showed against Boise was an entirely different style of play, getting the ball inside. And if we can come at them with something that's like night and day from what they saw from us at Viejas, I think that could put them on their heels a little.
0: Yeah, especially if, you know, the the inside's going to be wide open. Like. And look what they did against Boise. The Aztec scored 72 points against the eighth best defense at the time. They only shot four for 18 from three in that game, and Seiko had three of those. Mm-hmm. And that just shows how well they did about getting the ball inside, playing inside out, getting to the free throw line. All of those things were kind of this, like, noose. It's, it, it's in the last, like, game and a half, like – when they came back against Nevada and it was AG and Mm Jaden and they were playing down low and getting buckets like that. And then they did the same thing against, you know, against Boise. And then also their, just their overall transition offense was better after getting turnovers. Like all of that, just like, I mean, they. Could you ever think of a time when the Aztecs would score seventy-two points and be four of eighteen from three,
1: or or shoot twenty-two percent from three and beat somebody like Boise by twenty?
0: Yeah, so just, just like crazy. same stats so, flipping
1: them around, it's wild.
0: It's great It's really, it's really good to see that like we're not living and dying by the three as much as we were at the beginning of the season. Because at the beginning of the season, if it was they didn't make 35% of threes and make like eight or nine. Like they were probably gonna be in a really tight race or they were gonna lose. And they've kind of figured something out that gets the ball kind of in the paint and just play that inside out kind of older school style of basketball. But it's really, really working for the Aztecs right now. Um, And I hope they keep that going and kind of, uh, you know, really go and, stick with it and you know with the way that they're gonna stick out on Tremel, the way they're gonna stick on bradley the way they're gonna stick on adam the way that you know they may or may not stick on them that's just gonna leave a lot of open room for driving for alley oops for just getting the ball down to the big guys on the block like there's just you know it's just opening up a whole new style for the aztecs and it's just i really hope that they keep it going and don't revert back to old habits if it's a hostile environment like that you know that's that's always out there that's always out there with the aztecs so
1: i liked what darian was saying though he did the player interview on the post game with john chafer uh after boise and he was talking about kind of the adversity of being on the road and how this team's mentality you know is to just really focus and come together and i think they demonstrated what when they're really doing that they look like as a team Against Boise, so taking that on the road, if they can keep that focus and keep that keep grounded in that mentality, I think that they will be tough.
0: Yeah, if it's the they the, a couple of years ago they had the lockup tour. Yes, this is the lock in tour.
1: Ooh, I like right?
0: that. Right, like they are locked in. Like you know, I'm very interested to see like how that mentality transitions to the next game because if they found something, if something clicked, and just like their mentality of this team that's a lot of trouble for the mountain west. Um, if they kind of revert back to old habits then we could lose this game. like that's that's kind of the nat- that's the kind of the nature of where the team is at, but if they kind of keep this renewed locked in focus that came out of this player meeting, i you know they can they can definitely win, but if it gets tough and challenging and they revert back to old habits, they they'll lose. and so it'll be interesting to see how it, how it rolls, but i i'm feeling I'm definitely feeling better about this game than I did before the Boise game Mm -hmm. if the Boise game was a dogfight and we won by a basket or two like I think I would be more concerned about uh, the Utah State game I am still don't get me wrong I'm still very concerned about this game but it's not quite the inevitable loss that I kind of thought it might be like kind of after Nevada.
1: Yeah. And we have to remember these three big road games that we have coming up, we're we're basically picked to lose all of them. Some by a slimmer margin than others. I think the New Mexico game is the closest at like 50-50 split, but you know, that just is something to keep in mind. So, getting a win, even a close scrappy win against one of these teams is going to be huge and I know that's like target number 1. So, one and
0: two yeah. in those games is probably the most realistic. Two and one would be unbelievable and three and oh would just means that this team found something in that player meeting and that, that they're just unstoppable. That would be fantastic. I, I would say. I yeah, think that's a pretty yeah. fair assessment. Totally. Um but no, it's uh what a good win. Um it's 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 nice to not have to sweat it out. Is it how, how did it feel for you? It was such a one eighty for you after the after the <laughs> Nevada game.
1: I am a different person when we are winning. It's also, better for, also you at, say, it's better for you at the
0: games than at home, too. Being
1: at Viejas, I'm way calmer. I don't know if it's just like everybody's... I know everybody there is feeling the same thing. Um, you know. But even when the game was a little bit close at the beginning, I was I was relaxed. I was ready. I was excited. Uh, not as excited as I was when we were up by, what, 22, 21, 22 at halftime and, and on a, a great ending shot by Nathan... So, uh, just a fantastic win. I hope the guys got to enjoy it. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, you know, get a little relaxation in this weekend, and we'll, as Austin said, lock in for Wednesday.
0: Lock in for Wednesday. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the game. I'm glad the guys are getting two days off. Looked like they had a great time at the at the concert at Viejas last night. Um, just I hope they're relaxing and getting some much-needed two days of R&R and because uh, they're going to need to bring the heat against Utah State it's a big game like we just went from one huge game to another and like that's just kind of the rest of the way the rest of the season's gonna go that
1: that is exactly how the rest of the season's gonna go one game at a time so yeah signing off here but anything else go Aztecs go Aztecs